On today's episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, we're going to be talking about thriving in endurance. Endurance can absolutely be a blessing to you in your ministry. And so we're going to be talking about the critical role that endurance plays. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. I'm Kyle Willis, and as always, we're joined uh, by Dace Clifton. Dace, how are you today, man? I'm doing great. By the time of this recording, I'm actually enduring a week of camp, but it's actually a whole lot of fun. and uh, It's actually a, a pre-teen camp, so it's kind of like those kids that are going right before junior high. So, you know, I'm kind of on the same, I guess, you know, mental, emotional level. You know, I enjoy that type of humor, sixth grade, fifth grade humor, you know, so I'm feeling really at home. There is nothing like uh, some middle school humor uh, to make you realize how far you've come in life, Dave. <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, as I said, you know, the high schoolers are a little too cool for me. I mean, just to be honest, yeah. you know, they kind of look at me like, huh? And uh, so, yeah, I feel very much at home. And, and plus, you know, although there's aspects of camp, you know, that I don't like, like constant sweating, you know, there are snow cones that are plentiful and I, I like snow cones. And to be honest with you, it's really cool, though, to our worship. I love hearing students worship the Lord and that's always encouraging, inspiring. So worship, teaching, and then just having some fun. That's awesome. Nice. What kind of food they serve at the uh, preteen camp? <laughs> well... <laughs> With Cheetos and grilled cheese, what are we what are we serving? You know, I just go to the snack shack and I have like snow cones and popcorn and stuff like that. And I hate to tell you this, but we're actually we're not getting the full camp experience because I'm actually staying in my RV. They have RV hookups here at this camp, and so I actually cooked fajitas last night. So I don't know what they <laughs> ate, but I know I ate fajitas. <laughs> it was awesome. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> You're part of the Finer Things Club uh, there at. At the camp, so man, nice fajitas, very good. I'm sure, I'm sure what they had was far better than fajitas. I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll keep calling them that. So, <laughs> hey, Dace, we're sitting here talking about uh, enduring maybe the heat or enduring preteen camp. I got a question for you. Uh, what's the hardest thing that you've ever done that you've ever had to endure, like like physically or part of like? a sport or a hike or something like that. What's what's the hardest thing you've ever done endurance-wise? Well, uh, it's a running story and I'm not the most dedicated runner. I'm, but at different periods of my life, you know, I, I really, I'll get into it and I'll be racking up the miles and this is not the furthest I've run, but it was probably the most painful experience or one of the most painful experiences. I was scheduled to run a half marathon, uh, oh, about two years ago. And it just so happened that the, the the preceding two days were just crazy busy uh, ministry-wise. There was actually uh, several issues and things that were going on that had to be worked out. And when I get busy, sometimes I forget to drink water. And I know that sounds really dumb, but like I'm at the office and I might have a couple cups of coffee. And then if I'm real busy, this is not a good thing to do. I, I've been known to skip lunch. And anyway, before this race, one of the most important things for you to do is you need to stay hydrated. You need to make sure not just, you know, the day before, but, you know, a day or two before you need to make sure you're well hydrated. Well, I didn't do this at all. And I was busy, a lot of meetings, a lot of things going on, a lot of coffee and race day came for that half marathon. 
Kyle, it was brutal. I mean, I, I mean, just from the outset, I was dehydrated. And for any distance runners, you know your dehydration. So I sweat, and then after I sweat, I think I sweat everything out. And I mean, I am just crawling trying to survive this thing. And to make it worse, at that particular point in my ministry, this might have been great. This was probably about four years ago, actually. I I made the mistake. I, I was listening to music while I was running this half marathon. And because there were some issues going on, I'm taking calls from, uh, you know, from some of the, uh, another ministry leader, some of the things that were going on that we were working on the previous two days. So not only am I dehydrated uh, and not only am I running terribly, I'm actually fielding some ministry calls at the water stations, which, I man, let me tell you, for any of you pastors listening, don't do any of that, Okay. Uh, that, that's terrible. Don't, don't take ministry calls. Stay hydrated. I mean, everything I was doing that day is totally wrong. Days, if I didn't enjoy running before that story, I certainly don't. Uh, now I cannot think of anything worse than having to take phone calls, uh, <laughs> during a half marathon, uh, go ahead and you should have just called it a day and try that again next year. Exactly. I should have, I should have just turned around at mile two, but nevertheless, I'm kind of a slow learner sometimes. Hey, Dace, as, as we're talking about endurance and really what we want to do is, is talk about the blessing of endurance. Uh, sometimes we talk about some more difficult things on the Thriving in Ministry podcast, and, and endurance can sound treacherous, uh, even with that story uh, that you talk about. But uh, we really want to encourage and talk about the blessing that endurance can be um, and really how it's just a you know key component or an important part of any ministry. But before we do that, could you go ahead and share with us the verse of the day? You bet. It's Hebrews 4.15, and it's talking, of course, of the ministry of Jesus the scripture says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. And so I just want to emphasize that Jesus is our example always. We know this, but I think when things get difficult and things get challenging, uh, we have a tendency to look maybe at the difficulty or the circumstances and our eyes are taken off of Jesus. And Jesus is our example when it comes to endurance and ministry and the good times and in the bad and the challenging and in the less challenging times, right? Endurance is a quality, I think, that is critical to ministry success. So we're going to talk all about it today. Yeah, we are. And as I'm sitting here thinking about uh, your race and kind of what we're talking about with endurance, um, hey, let me ask you this. What is the importance of you know, running with a, a team in the endurance of ministry? Well, I'll use an analogy that's related to marathon running. You know, for some, a marathon has been called everyone's Everest. And basically what it means is, you know, Kyle, you have the ability most likely to run 26.2 miles. Did you know that? I do not. You, you actually do. There's actually been studies that most people most people have the ability to do this. They don't think that they do, but with the proper training, you know, I would venture to say probably 12 to 18 months in advance, you start a training program and you could do that. Okay. I will give you that if I trained and set my mind to it. I thought you were talking about right now um, with my flip-flops on, uh, I can <laughs> assure you, I will not make it uh, even three miles. Well, nevertheless, Kyle, you do have the ability with, you know, given the right training and et cetera. However, let me say this for 
entry-level marathon runners, one of the key things that will help them is to run with what's called a pace group. And basically what a pace group is, is it's a, a team, a leader that will help keep you on pace so that you don't go out too fast and you don't go out too slow. You, you run at the right pace so that you can finish the race. Now, when it comes to ministry, I think it's an important thing. We need to surround ourselves with the right pace group. And let me say this, you need to have people in your life that are uh, experienced in ministry or that are running in a similar course of ministry as you are so that you can endure, so that you can, you know, there are going to be ideas that are going to come from them. There's going to be inspiration that's going to come from them. There's going to be encouragement because when you're in ministry, ministry can be extremely rewarding, but ministry can also be extremely difficult. And so you have to surround yourself with a band of brothers, a ladies, a a band of sisters, right, that are going to encourage you, that are going to cheer you on, because frankly, we all need that encouragement sooner or later. And so it's really important. Well, I think one of the verses that comes to mind, and this is a uh, maybe a looser translation, but uh, you know, in First Corinthians uh, nine, it talks about. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. And so as I'm I'm sitting there thinking about that, right? That's that self control. Uh, yeah. That's that uh, pace setting that you're talking about, um, and the blessing and the and the ministry that uh, endurance can come from doing ministry together, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the analogy, some things are better together. I think, I think that's an important thing for pastors and particularly senior leaders to remember. Sometimes we have the tendency to operate in isolation. And even though we're around people a lot, you know, there is this underlying feeling that is not healthy. We think no one else gets it. I mean, frankly, my experience has been that the best band of brothers are going to be those that have been there and uh, those, you know, ministry leaders that are in a similar context or, uh, you know, have been through similar experiences, you know, those are great people to have in your life. And you have to avail yourself to other relationships. And, and you have to, you know, every relationship takes work to connect, to grow, to foster that, to maintain it. And I think it's really important. And, and so, yeah, find a band of brothers, find a band of sisters and uh, run with them. That that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be on your ministry team. They might, uh, but but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are for certain. I mean, I've got I've got people in my life that are very like minded when it comes to ministry and life and philosophy and following Jesus. And a few of them, you know, they're 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 not a part of our ministry, but yet we're really connected, and so that's so helpful. So when we're sitting here talking about the horizontal relationships. Uh, I imagine part of uh, the endurance and part of the blessing that endurance can be in your ministry uh, also deals with our vertical relationship as well. Absolutely. And this is probably the most important aspect of it. And the principle would be keep God's promises in mind. And the reason why I say this is because sooner or later, God's promises are all you're going to have. And what I mean by that is there are different seasons and times in ministry where you will be in a place that is extraordinarily difficult. And those take many shapes, forms, and fashions. But sooner or later, you're going to find yourself in a valley. And you will not be alone, even though you might feel alone. And you'll have to cling to the very real promises of God. In other words, what you see with your eyes may not look that great. What's going on in, in your in your life or in your ministry or even potentially in your family, frankly, might look all bad. 
And in the midst of that, you have a choice. Are you going to endure? Are you going to cling to the very true and the very real promises of God to maintain your, your faithfulness, to endure, or are you going to fold? And, and frankly, we all, I think we all have the potential to fold to some degree, but nevertheless, you've got to keep God's promises in mind. I mean, I think that's key. I think that's critical in order to persevere and endure. So with that being said, let me just say the simplest way to do this is, I think, two things. Number one, memorizing scripture or scriptural promises, I think is for me in my walk, that's critical. I usually carry around note cards that are for me, that I'm, I have several uh, scriptures on them that, that relate to things that are going on in my life or in my ministry or things that I'm holding on to. Not only memorize, the memorizing is, is, for, is a means to an end, and that is to meditate on them. In other words, just to saturate my heart and my soul uh, with this truth. And I think that that's how God works change in our lives as we saturate ourselves with scriptural truth. And it may only be three or four statements, and those statements may change in a particular season that you're in, but nevertheless, you cling to those promises. And Dace, as I'm sitting here thinking about uh, our relationship, um, and, and frankly, as we're talking about Scripture, uh, one of the things that Scripture tells us is that there's going to be opposition. And I think that's uh, why that relationship with our Heavenly Father is so important. And that horizontal relationship with a band of brothers or sisters or others, uh, wise counsel, uh, because we are going to face uh, opposition. So I think that could be expected. Don't you agree? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jesus indicated it would be. He indicated we should expect it. And, you know, it reminds me of my early years in ministry, particularly fresh out of seminary. You know, I moved my family to a new context. Uh, I've become the senior pastor of, a, of an established church and had all of these fresh ideas and saw other ministries really flourishing, came from a really flourishing ministry myself. And then to come in and I began to to, to work and endeavor to make changes. And, and then all of a sudden opposition happens. And I'm like, wow, why is this the case? I mean, I'm trying to help things. I'm trying to move things forward. And yet there is opposition. Uh, it's just a reality that when we're working for the kingdom, we're going to experience opposition in various forms. It's going to happen. Uh, Jesus said we should expect it and anticipate it. And so we should. With that being said, though, there's another principle, I think, from the world of endurance athletes. It's called the 40% rule. And the 40% rule basically says something like this. When I think I'm done, and it's talking about physically, when I think I am done, I just can't go any further. The truth of the matter is I'm really not done. I'm only 40% done. So I can actually go much further than I think I can. And I'll venture to say this. When it comes to endurance and it comes to ministry, maybe if you're a pastor or ministry leader and you're tremendously discouraged and you're thinking about throwing in the towel right now, I mean, you know, a, a job down at uh, somewhere else or maybe your previous vocation is, is sounding pretty good. You may think you're close to done. You can go further than you think. And God knows what's going on in your life and he has not forsaken you. Cling to his promises. Focus on that vertical relationship you can get some help from the horizontal relationships, you know, a band of brothers, fantastic. But remember that even when you think you're done, man, God can sustain you. God can help you. And you're not done until he says you're done. And you can go further than you would like to. And Kyle, for me personally, I will tell you, this has been a, a, a challenging lesson to learn, but one I found to be true. 
And that is when I think, man, I am absolutely done. Uh, God sustains me. God calls me forward. And sometimes these, and I hate to make this all about times of opposition because you really need endurance all the time, regardless of the season. But sometimes in those seasons of opposition, you think, okay, I, I can only go this far or this far, or if this happens, you know, I don't think I can go any further. That's a dangerous way to think. And I think to some degree, I think it's an unbiblical way to think. Uh, we're just to keep our eyes on Christ and keep moving forward. And to use the running analogy, there are times in running long distance when you don't think you're going to be able to go further. And if you think about the entirety of the race, you know you're not. But if you just think about another few feet or another five minutes or just keep running a little bit further, those smaller increments add up and you can make it to the finish line. And so uh, for our ministry leaders out there, hey, you can make it. You can make it with God's grace and it's going to be better than you anticipate. You just keep your eyes on Christ. Keep going. He's not forgotten you. Keep moving. And the blessing of endurance there is is really kind of found in this idea that it is only 40%. And so um, even we could draw that analogy to any of the blessings uh, from God is, man, oftentimes when when we think it's at 100%, uh, He continues to bless. And so, yeah. so it's just kind of that you know, idea that uh, God's not done yet. And so even in um, the times where we're pushing through, if we're faithful, if we're diligent, um, we know that that he says he will continue to work. We know that he's going to continue to be faithful to us and, and to continue to uh, lavish uh, great things upon us. And so the, the ability to endure in ministry, uh, just know that God's not done with you yet. Uh, that's what I want to encourage pastors with. And and frankly, I think one of the things that helps continue uh, to help people to endure is, is celebrating along the way. So I imagine uh, when you were running that half marathon that you did not just pick up one day and run zero to 13.1 miles, uh, that you probably had some successes along the way. Is that right? Well, absolutely. And those successes in particular with any type of distance running and with ministry are going to be incremental successes. And so that's exactly right. Small victories. And, you know, Kyle, I've been guilty in times past of focusing on the one or two things that's not going my way and overlooking so many of the other smaller things. And they may not even, they may even be the more significant things to tell you the truth. And I'll give you an example, and this is going to make me look bad, but I don't care. I remember a particular season in ministry when there were some things that I wanted to do facility-wise. I think, man, we really need to do this with our physical facility. And yet in that same season, we'd started a new initiative, a discipleship initiative, where I was seeing some growth with some particular men uh, who were really growing and deepening their walk with Christ. And so I remember at one point getting discouraged because I couldn't do uh, X, Y, and Z with ministry, particularly with our phys physical facilities because of some financial limitations. And then yet I, there's, I'm seeing some spiritual growth uh, with our men. And it's interesting. I, I should have been celebrating and, and focusing on celebrating those, those spiritual victories instead of allowing, you know, the, you know, one or two other things discourage me. And so I just want to say this, you know, the most important thing I think in ministry is that the the real lives and hearts of people are changed and transformed with the power of Jesus. And we talk about so many different things in ministry. There's so many different facets of ministry and things that we do. But 
if you as an individual are growing and becoming more like Jesus, that's something to celebrate. If your wife is or your spouse is being cared for and loved the way that they should be, if you're if you're able to to uh, spend time with your children, you know, right in the yard playing ball, you know, there's going to be a day and an age when they're going to be too busy to do that. And so you get out in the backyard and you experience just that, that blessing to be with your kids. Those are things to celebrate. Uh, you're not in ICU at the moment, right? With your child. Instead, you're in the backyard. That's the thing to celebrate. In fact, one of the things that I've encouraged people with, I hope it's encouraging, you know, hey, if you're not in jail or you're not in the hospital, you know, you're doing pretty phenomenal at the moment because there are some who are enduring jail. There's some who are enduring the hospital. And uh, and so you're doing pretty phenomenal. And so I think that we need to make a conscious effort to be thankful, to celebrate every grace and every good that God uh, has in our lives and focus on that, not on the one or two things that aren't working the way that we think they should. Well, and we know that scripture talks about that the enemy comes to steal our joy, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, I won't go into all the details, but, uh, you know, some stuff's going on in uh, my life. And I was talking to my wife and I was just like, hey, we really should be having joy about this. And uh, those were not the initial feelings that we were having. And so, uh, yeah. you know, it was uh, just to be able to call that out and say, hey, I, I think there's something else going on here. Um, that's been really beneficial for me. So just recognize one of the reasons why we want to celebrate uh, successes is to uh, realize that um, God's not over with us yet yeah. and that the enemy does not have a foothold. That's exactly right, Kyle. And, you know, just to summarize this uh, matter of endurance, it's been said in other places that sometimes we overestimate what we can do in the short term, but we underestimate what we can do in the long term. And the longer I'm, I'm currently approaching my ninth year of my current ministry, and that was certainly true for me in my current ministry. And I think it's just so important. Endurance is such an important facet, a, a component of successful ministry. We can't get discouraged uh, by the smaller minutiae or challenges or obstacles that we're going to constantly face in ministry. I mean, Jesus said we were going to have opposition. We are. But if we can endure and endure with joy and thankfulness and hope and, and celebrate those small victories, if we can run with a, a group of uh, a team to cheer us on, to bless others and to be a blessing, uh, if we can keep God's promises in mind, I think we have a good chance, a good shot to just keep pressing forward through any opposition, through the good times, through the bad, and allow in our lives, uh, allow our lives to be a platform for God to use in a way that's bigger than us. Well, and as always, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast as we talked about endurance. Uh, Hey, we just want to continue to encourage you to press on, stay in the fight. And as always, we'd love it if you could subscribe to this episode, uh, leave us a comment, leave us a review. Uh, It certainly helps grow the reach of our podcast. That's right. And if there's any future topics you'd like us to discuss on the Thriving in Ministry podcast, be sure to reach out to us at thedailypastor at gmail.com. Hey, stay in the fight. Have a great day. Lace up and get out there. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor.